Hello and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all of the latest news in the realtor world. Welcome to this extremely special edition celebrating Black History Month. I'm the Illinois Realtors President, Matt Silver, and I got to say, I get to do some really, really great things. It is an honor and a privilege as today we welcome to the podcast the president of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, Dr. Courtney Johnson Rose and the president of the Chicago chapter, the Dearborn Realtist Board, Sanina Ellison, two good friends. They're here to discuss the 2023 State of Housing in Black America, or the SHIBA Report, which is sponsored by NAREB. And this annual report helps us gauge the progress we're making in our mission to help more Illinois consumers realize the American dream of home ownership because it measures the progress of Black homeowners. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Johnson Rose. Thank you so much, Matt, for having uh, NARAB and featuring us. It is our pleasure. And President Ellison, welcome to you, my great friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Dr. Johnson Rose, let's start with you. Um, if we could talk about the subtitle to this report, Housing Inventory Must yes. Increase to Bolster Black Ownership, we're all sort of in the same boat when it comes to literally one of the biggest challenges that we're seeing in the real estate market across the country. But a lack of inventory has an even greater impact on first-time home buyers, and especially in our Black consumers. Is that correct? Yes, Matt. Thank you for highlighting the State of Housing in Black America report. And I do want to note for all of your members that that report is available at NAREB.com, N-A-R-E-B.com. And we have 10 years there of the report um, that anyone can have access to. But you're right. This year, um, the report looked at what are the impediments to Black home ownership and increasing Black home ownership. And we identified um, affordable housing, housing stock, inventory as one of the greatest impediments to Black home ownership. I think every real estate professional is feeling this in the market, um, but we are feeling it more. Um, with our consumer base, um, what we're finding is that there are not enough affordable um, homes and conditions and communities um, where our consumers want to live. So in order to increase Black home ownership, um, there has to be an increase in affordability. Uh, but the uh, Sheba report cited several other uh, aspects of the industry. Um, that have also uh, hampered Black home ownership and increasing Black Black home ownership. Currently, we're at 45%. Uh, we have hovered around that number for the past few years. Um, our greatest percentage of Black home ownership was uh, several years ago, the 2004-2006 uh, timeframe, when we reached 48%. But since then, we've hovered around 44 to 45%. And our report gives a lot of statistical data of how we have gotten here. And we are focused at NARAB on the solutions to how do we build Black wealth through real estate? How do we overcome a lot of these challenges that have led us here in terms of having one of the lowest uh, homeownership rates? Rather remarkable. I know we were chatting very briefly before we came on, and really what this report has done is really set a model for the country Yes. For many of our disenfranchised and many of our discriminated against. And I, I can't tell you how eye-opening it is for me, um, who's, a, who's an ally, who really yes. understands and appreciates what the market 
conditions are and how all of these <laughs> these um, what's the right term I'm looking for these these different aspects of what's going yes, on in the marketplace yes. really how they have such a massive impact and it's not just individually it's collectively so it is it is it's, I it's, call it Matt the ecosystem of real estate exactly you right know how, how one thing affects the other uh, so when we look at how interest rates, how inflation, how housing costs, um, which have caused builders not to build as much inventory, how all of those factors, when it comes down to it, um, have an effect on what the end numbers are. Uh, so our State of Housing in Black America report is key to outline what those numbers are so we can know and understand it. But it's also our opportunity to develop solutions um, around how do we if effectively increase black home ownership? Hmm. It's amazing. I know um, one of the stats, and I'm, if it's okay with you, I'm going to read it directly. Yes. The black the black labor market performance was surprisingly strong last year and extended into the first quarter of 2023. Black unemployment reached 4.7 percent this past April, which is the lowest ever recorded yep. by the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. It was an unemployment rate of 3.5% uh, for whites, and that was also the narrowest gap in unemployment rates for those two populations. Yet there's still a massive discrepancy between black ownership and white home ownership. Yes. What are some of the factors that you would attribute this to, let's say, going back the last you know six to 10 years? Yes. So I, I love that you you read that, because what that means essentially is that it's not about if African-Americans are working or in the job force. They are. Um, and it's showing the lowest unemployment rate in history. So it's not a jobs factor. It's not a if there's an income factor. Um, it really leads back to the conversation we were just having about inventory and access. And I will also add to the conversation access to credit and access to financing. Um, so you couple lack of inventory and lack of access to capital, and those two things together attribute to why we're not seeing the homeownership rate move. Um, some of those barriers that exist, student loan debt. Um, so the true fact, uh, United Negro College Fund has a stat, the average Black a uh, college graduate graduates with an average of $41,000 in student loan debt. That means that when they graduate, uh, for the most part, on average, they're going to have forty grand plus of student loan debt. So when they go to purchase a home post-graduation, they have to deal with that uh, credit issue because now their debt-to-income ratio is going to be off because in order to get a college education, if their parents didn't have the funds to fund them to go to college, they received a student loan. So we've seen student loan debt be a huge barrier. Another barrier, uh, down payment. So we have several consumers in our community that pay rent on a month-to-month -month basis. They pay rent, they pay rent successfully. But um, because we lack generational wealth in our community, the idea of having to save 3%, 5%, 10%, 20% to be able to afford the down payment is what the barrier is. It's not paying rent. It's not necessarily paying the mortgage, but it's the hurdle to be able to actually jump through to be able to actually purchase real estate. NARAP produces another report called The Wire, 
women investing in real estate. The Wire is a white paper document. You can uh, get access to it at narab.com also. But The Wire specifically details the landscape for African-American women purchasing homes. A couple things came out of that that was very interesting. One is Black women are three times more likely to receive a subprime loan. Three times more likely to receive a subprime loan. That means that more education is needed. We're not shopping the interest rates. We're not shopping uh, loan products. We're taking the first thing that we get, and it's setting us up to be more susceptible to foreclosure. We're paying more for the same things. We're taking a higher interest rate. All of those negative things that come along with subprime lending. Another thing that that the report showed was that the number one reason why Black women don't qualify is high the debt income ratios. So you look at um, you know the the idea of student loan debt. Um, if there's an emergency and there's not adequate savings, well, okay, I need four new tires. What do I just have to do? I have to utilize credit. So when it comes now to purchase a home. You have credit card debt, you have student loan debt. These things are are impediments. So when we trace it all back, we really trace it back to um, generational wealth building and not having that opportunities in our communities due, due to past racism and discrimination to build generational wealth. So it makes it that much harder to jump that hurdle of home ownership. But we know in NARAB, and our local chapters know this too, that homeownership is one of the best wealth building tools that there is. So we know if we can encourage our our community uh, to buy real estate, help them overcome the challenges of purchasing real estate, we know that it's an excellent first step to building wealth for their families. Very true. I know the the cost of renting also rose considerably last year, which also put you know, incredible amounts of pressure on people who are trying to save for down payments and whatnot. And yes. uh, I, I believe during the year rents were rents were only up, <laughs> right? Only, only, yes. only <laughs> up, uh, only just, on uh, just shy of 9%, um, which uh, I think that was back in the spring of 2022, they started to, you know, sort of decrease again. President Ellison, what can you tell us about Black home ownership here in Illinois? Is it different from the rest of the United States? And maybe if we can just highlight some of the differences. Um, Thank you, uh, Matt, and great insights, um, Madam President. Um, It's very similar. It mirrors the uh, stats across the country. So when we look at um, the Black homeownership, or should I say the Black unemployment rate, specifically in Chicago, um, it's at 6%, or should I say it's 6% higher um, than our white counterparts in 8% 8% higher than our Latinx uh, counterparts. Um, we look at the poverty levels in Chicago and 28% of Black households um, live in poverty compared to uh, 11% of our counterparts um, and 17% of the Latinx community and compared to 16% of the Asian community. Um, when we look at the median income, um, 46,000 is the median income for the African-American community compared to 82,000 of our white counterparts. So it mirrors the national statistics very closely. Um, a lot of the black community, because there's a low home ownership rate, spends a lot of their income on rent. So there's a huge rent burden um, on that community, paying about 30% higher than other communities. 
Um, one of the things I'm hopeful about that I like as a statistics um, is that we are seeing an increase in education in the millennial and, and younger generations, uh, particularly in African-American women. Um, and that's who we're seeing the predominance of who are purchasing homes. Um, so there has been an uptick in that particular sector for homeownership um, that we've noticed. So that's promising. Um, but I think as long as we continue the work that we're doing under the auspice of our national president and then our local um, organizations like the Dearborn Realtors Board doing homeownership, um, the Black Wealth Tour across the country, continuing to educate communities on ownership. Uh, we have our Community Wealth Building Day, which I'm super, super excited about. That gives us an opportunity to continue to get in front of the community um, and build that trust. Because I think that's one of the challenges that we face as a community because there's been so many years and decades of systemic oppression, um, rebuilding that trust is really important. And it takes us to do it for us. You know, and oftentimes the distrust is so strong that it takes an organization like the Dearborn Realtors Board to get in front of the community and say, hey, it's okay to trust the bank. It's okay to apply for a loan. You know, we've got your back kind of thing. And so I'm happy to be able to be an advocate for homeownership in that way. But Chicago mirrors the rest of the country, for sure. And you guys have really done such an incredible job, especially in Chicago, making sure that people know what's available, the right pathway to take it, and how to get there. I know I read another stat the other, I think it was last night or maybe it was even this morning, but I, re, I recall it was, um, I think, three years ago, the median uh, median salary was just about fifty-three thousand, and now you have to earn about a hundred thousand dollars to afford the median-priced home. Do either one of you want to address that? <laughs> that came from uh, the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. Yeah, affordability—that goes—that goes back to it. Now, I want to mention this because a lot of times when we say affordable housing, that has a stigma. Yes, it's really it workforce housing. It's really housing that fits within your budget. Um, and you're right. You know, if the median income is between fifty and sixty thousand, but it takes a hundred thousand to purchase a home, you've just knocked knocked out um, several classes of individuals, not just black, but all across the uh, the board, teachers, etc. Sure. So it's something to really think about when we talk about affordability. Um, and being able to have a home that fits within the budget that you can afford in the community you want to live in, in the condition that you need the property in. It's a really important piece uh, to the puzzle, um, and it's a very complex issue, but more housing inventory has to be developed um, in order to increase Black, black home ownership. We know that is, is a fact. Uh, we recently launched the NARAB Black Developers Academy, and mm. our academy is focused on developing inventory in our communities. We're focusing on empowering Black developers for economic equity and community revitalization. We want to position our members to be able to go back into their communities after they graduate from the academy and revitalize them. There's homes in our communities that are blighted, that are vacant, that can be renovated and put back into the housing stock. 
Also through our Sheba and Wire reports, we advocate for different types of housing stocks. We have to start to look at uh, different ways to build homes in this country, manufactured homes and things of that nature, because the traditional way does not provide the adequate housing that our community needs. So just know that the housing stock issue, I know it affects everyone that's in the real estate industry, uh, but it certainly affects the African-American community greatly. Yeah, without question. I know, I think I remember Dr. Lawrence Yoon said that prior to the pandemic, we were short about a million seven units. And last I heard, we're three years removed, we're, yes. we're close to six million units yeah. under, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of it, one of the other things, one of the other stats that, that scared me uh, was that less than 10% of Black renters can currently afford to buy the median home price, oh, which is, it's, it's, it's just, it's staggering and mind blowing. It's remarkable. We have to um, sound the alarm. Yeah. Right. It, it, hopefully it's been going off for a while, but uh, yeah. I really want more people to start paying attention to it because these are the numbers and the facts that, and, and this is what matters because this is putting our money where our mouth is. Correct. Right. As they yeah, say, you're right so, about that map. Walk in the walk and talk in the talk. Talk in the so, talk. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, NARAB leaders have identified a few other ideas that they want to pursue. I know you just hit on uh, a couple of them. Um, the, the partnership with the Housing Preservation Exchange, uh, the National Homeownership Tax Credit Program. Uh, I believe there's a first choice product mortgage, the mm -hmm. Building Black Wealth Tour. Either one of you, I know. <laughs> I know either one of you can handle this question. So yes, let's yes. take it. Bring me home. <laughs> I will. I, I will uh, kick off, and then I would love to have uh, President Ellison Jones talk about the Black Wolf Tour and how it's going to hit the uh, Illinois community in a couple of months. That'd um, be great. So we have several programs that we're, we're working on. One is called HPE. Uh, so HPE stands for Home Preservation Exchange. It's a national nonprofit that was created to promote home ownership and advanced neighborhood stabilization. Um, HUD, a few years ago, in 2018, launched a nonprofit carve-out initiative where any 501c3 that's qualified as an appropriate bidder can start to bid on assets. Um, and since then, HPP has participated in six auctions, winning about 800 assets. And NARAB has now created a partnership with HPE so that our agents, our members across the country, will be the listing agents uh, for these REO assets. We know that when you can have an African-American agent as the listing agent, it's more likely to be able to go back into a first-time homebuyer's hands. Uh, currently, we have about 46 assets across the country um, through the partnership, so it's getting off to a great start. But we're very excited about positioning our members uh, to be listing agents, to be the face of these properties going back into the housing stock inventory. Uh, we also are advocating through our partnership with LIST for tax credit for home ownership. So we've all heard of new market tax credits, uh, low-income housing tax credits, um, and those have created a lot of um, affordable housing opportunities, um, community development opportunities. But there is a way to use that same um, tax 
uh, credit to be able to develop single-family homes. Uh, this is a program that local NISTA support corporation is really working hard on, and we want to help them because we believe in home ownership. So we want to see the tax credits being used not just for affordable rental, but also used for affordable single-family homes that families in our communities can, can also purchase. And then the first choice mortgage product is we really are advocating for a mortgage product specific for the African-American community that addresses some of these nuances like high debt-to-income ratios, credit scoring, et cetera. So we know that there's reasons why our debt-to-income ratio is a little bit higher. We know that there's reasons why our credit score may tend to be a little bit lower. And to be able to understand those nuances and look at a program that will be specific to help us overcome some of those, some of those challenges. Uh, one big win that we did get in the past 24 months with, with Sheba uh, that we were advocating for was the introduction of new credit scoring models. Uh, so we're very happy to report that FHFA that oversees Fannie and Freddie will be introducing a new credit scoring model. One of them is Vantage Score. So we're very excited about that because Vantage Score takes into consideration your rental payments takes into consideration your cell phone payments, takes into consideration some of these other things that a consumer has to pay that can help build credit. So we're very excited about that because we have a lot of situations where our community just has not had the opportunity to have major credit cards or be able to build credit through a card note or things of that nature. So when it's time to buy, their credit is too weak to be able to uh, qualify for a mortgage. But now if we can build credit through how we pay rent and other things of that nature, we feel confident that that will help increase Black home ownership. So as we advocate, we have seen, seen, seen our wins, and that was a big one for us. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask President <laughs> I want to ask President Ellison Jones to talk about the Building Black Wealth Tour and how the Dearborn Realtors will be participating with us. Yeah, because I'm excited to hear how that's going to affect Chicago as well. So, so as you know, Chicago is a huge market, and we're really off and running. Um, so we've already been in touch with um, the Panhellenic Council here in Chicago that's put us in touch with the Greek sorority and fraternity organizations, um, various community organizations, as well as our faith-based partners, um, particularly the Kojic Church. Um, and so we have a number of organizations lined up to support the Community Wealth Building Day. Um, they'll be uh, promoting it through their various channels as well. Um, and then one of the things that I'm really excited about also um, under Madam President's leadership is the uh, Black Developer Summit that we'll be uh, doing here at the end of October, at the end of the year in, in Chicago, uh, as a result of our President's Developer Academy. Um, and so Chicago is very unique in the housing stock um, that it has here. Um, lots of older housing stock, tons of opportunities to rehab some of these older homes, uh, but also multifamily property. And one of the things you'll hear a lot about um, in black and brown communities is building generational wealth and multi-generational living. Um, and that multi-unit building creates that opportunity. Um, and so really using uh, sustainable materials 
to rebuild properties, um, unique and non-traditional ways to bring housing stock to some of these communities, because we also have a lot of vacant land. Um, the city has done a tremendous job at tearing down properties that could have been revitalized. Um, and so through our annual receivership program, we've also um, done a really good job at identifying ways to keep some of this stock and rehab it as opposed to tearing it down. Um, so that's been our focus, but Community Day is going to be an awesome day. We expect to have over a thousand families coming out. Yeah. We're educating on community um, uh, homeownership. We are educating the youth as well as the seniors. We have seniors that often suffer in silence, so we're helping them to keep their homes and save their homes. Um, and we're talking about ways to reduce taxes. So we're trying to approach homeownership from a holistic standpoint, acquiring the home, keeping the home, bequeathing the home, um, and then teaching the youth um, on how to also get involved at a young age um, in home ownership. So all of these barriers, they do exist. Um, we're really trying to attack them um, at the helm, as well as you know some policy change that'll help to prevent them from continuing. So I'm excited about the change. I'm definitely super excited about the Community Wealth Building Day that we have coming up. Dearborn has done such an incredible job with boots on the ground in Chicago. And to your point, I, I, and you're talking about generational wealth building. And I, I think what absolutely smacked me in the face was I was at my very first um, Sheba report. Um, and they had a gentleman by the name of Waka Flocka Flame. You know that is. <laughs> And somebody said, hey, tell tell your story. And he was pretty shy and he didn't really want to say anything. And I, I think Courtney, Courtney Q, my king, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he was the one who said, you've got to tell the story. And just to sum it up very quickly, he told everybody in the room that his family had lived in this home for going on five generations and they did not own it. And wow. I'll tell you, like, I hear that and I'm saying it and it it makes me emotional because you just sit there and you go, how how is that even possible? And yet we all know that, unfortunately, that's a, a real possibility and it still continues to this day, unfortunately. But um, that's I think that's when it what moved me the most from that from that day. Um, and sorry to get emotional about it. I know, as I said, I've, I've gone to the Sheba report. This is uh this will be upcoming, will be my seventh, um, which I feel very blessed about. And I know that this is the 10th report that has uh, been commissioned by NARAB. Um, tell me what it means to both of you, um, all the data that you've been collecting for the last 10 years. How has how this, um, I guess, shed light or, or proven what we've all been talking about for so many years? T tell me what it means to both of you. I'll share with you um, what it means to me. You know, I grew up my grandmother's home when I was a kid um, in Hyde Park. It was a graystone, three-unit building. Um, it was all I knew growing up. Um, and when my grandmother passed away, they lost the building. And as a real estate professional, that was heartbreaking for me. And so I have a soft spot in my heart when I hear... Um, about the seniors that are losing their properties to back taxes. And that's how my family ended up losing that property. Um, and so the educational component, being a safe place for the vulnerable 
community to to land and to have somewhere to to someone to call. I had I received a call today saying, "Hey, you know, my taxes are behind or my mortgage isn't coming out of my account. It looks like I'm three months behind. What do I do?" You know, they're they're genuinely seeking help, and sometimes people literally don't know where to turn, and they'll suffer in silence and end up losing a property because they didn't know who to call. And so being that, if I could just say, hey, just, you know, make this phone call or mail in a payment, if I can be that for our community, that means a lot to me. And so I'm being a part of an organization like NARAB allows me to give a voice to the voiceless. Um, and that's why it means a lot to me. That's I love that, answer. President Jones. I would, um, I would add that I'm particularly proud of our 10-year anniversary of NARAB producing the State of Housing in Black America. And what we have essentially done is institutionalize this report as we reach 10 years and position NARAB as the voice of Black real estate and positioned our local chapters as the voice and trusted advisor for Black real estate in their communities. And that's the goal. Um, if we can be a resource um, if we can be uh, the advisor, um, if we can be the stewards of our community when it comes to real estate, if they think of realtors um, when it comes to real estate, that's the goal. But furthermore, the report has been significant uh, for me personally because it's where um, our programming comes from, for um, NARAP. Um, as a national president, if you think about what do we need to do, we know we have one goal, which is Black wealth, but how do you get there? The report gives us the background, the understanding, uh, and the solutions um, and the programming that we need to do. So hence, the Black Wealth Tour is a product of the State of Housing of Black America report. The Black Developers Academy is a product of SHIBA. Uh, the NARAP 5 Wealth Building Pillars is a product of SHIBA. So our ability to use data and to use that data to turn it into programs that's going to help move the needle in our community is something really significant um, and something that we really are proud of as the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. It's so amazing. You know, as you know, Illinois Realtors really, really wants to see improvements in Black home ownership rates throughout Illinois. If we're looking forward, how can Illinois realtors assist? So I'll take this one first, and I love this, this question, um, because I think it's important to have an understanding. Um, and I hope that this podcast um, and reading and having access to the State of Housing uh, report all creates an understanding uh, that most Black consumers are first-time buyers. Uh, most are first-generation buyers, which means that their parents or grandparents did not own a home. They didn't have a mentor to coach them through the process. They can't pick up the phone and call uh, one of their best friends to about the process because the reality of it is in our community, most of our buyers are first-time um, um, going through this, this process. Uh, so when you're working with a buyer from the Black community, it's important to have more patience. It's important to know you're going to have to explain things a little bit uh, further. You may have to explain things twice. Uh, but the understanding of wanting to own a home um, is definitely there. It's the education. Um, it's the willingness to take them by the hand. 
It's the willingness to go the extra mile to get them in, into home that is actually needed. So if the realtor community could understand that um, and really focus in there, we can make Black home ownership increase. The other piece, and uh, President Elson Jones mentioned this earlier, is understanding the trust factor in our community. Um, it's really, really, really important to understand um, the the lack of trust that our community has. And it's for good, good reasons. Systematic racism, discrimination was all real. Um, I remember when the COVID vaccine came out. Um, and it was, you know, <laughs> hard to get black people to go and let somebody give them a shot. And they were like, wait a minute, not yeah, this another job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. What what is this? You know, we had to get ambassadors in the community. Yeah. You know, you have to put a face on it. You know, understand the background of systematic racism and discrimination and understand the build trust. You may have to have an ambassador. You may have to call President Ellison Jones. Um, the president of Dearborn to say, hey, can you attend this event with us and be an ambassador for us? Because trust in our community is a big hurdle. Uh, so understanding that, knowing that, going in with that mindset, I think is very important for those who really want to serve and help in the Black community. I couldn't agree more and certainly substantiated and certified, right? Yes, and if I can add, um, Matt, you know, over the last seven years um, specifically, I've really seen the Illinois realtors um, be very intentional about their efforts with the Dearborn Realtors Board. Um, I couldn't be more proud to be president at this in this current seat at this current time because um, I know the history um, and it hasn't always been this way. And so I appreciate the allies that we've been able to. Um, develop and the bridges that we've been able to build over the years. Um, just keep showing up. You know, it means so much when you guys come to our golf outing, when you come to community day, um, you know, when we can do something intentional and impactful, like having this conversation here, um, keep showing up because it does build the trust. Um, it does show, you know, that there's a genuine interest and desire for change. I, I said at the beginning that it's an honor and a privilege to be able to hold this conversation with both of you. And if you know me, you know that I am an ally and you know yes. our entire leadership team and so many of our Illinois realtors feel the same way. Well, Matt, let me just say how much of an honor it has been um, for both President Ellison Jones and I to be a part of today's podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate your leadership. Uh, we appreciate your heart and your spirit um, and um, your understanding of the journey and the plight um, that we are on at the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. Um, we appreciate the Illinois Real Realtors for having us and featuring us in celebration of Black History Month. Um, it's our honor and pleasure to, to uh, be here. We do want to invite everyone to um, follow us on social media, follow us. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, they gave me the whole nine yards. Um, <laughs> download the new NARAB app in the App Store called Realtors Connect to connect with the realtors across the uh, country. And I will end with what I always say, that it's a great time to be a realtor. And it is a wonderful time to be a part of this association. We're moving, we're going places, and most importantly, we're making an impact in the communities that we serve. So thank you again. We really appreciate the opportunity to be here. It is absolutely my pleasure and my honor, believe me. I uh, 
I always think of myself as just a, a, a kid, basically, who's selling real estate. And yet, <laughs> here I am sharing the stage with two brilliant, beautiful women, and may I say, Black excellence. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Just absolutely incredible. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity and to be able to do this. I have so many things that I want to say, but I'll, I'll end it with that. Uh, on behalf of the Illinois Realtors, um, I really want to extend a huge thank you to Dr. Johnson Rose and to President Ellison for taking time out of their incredibly busy schedules to discuss the 10th edition of the State of Housing in Black America report. We are proud to be industry partners with the Dearborn Realtors Board and by extension, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. We really, we want to do all we can to increase the number of Black homeowners in Illinois. And thank you listeners for joining us on the latest Illinois Realtors weekly podcast. As always, give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and your favorite social media apps. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.